0: Hello and welcome everybody to according to Andrew number 114, Gresham's Law, a feature, not a bug. So uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Gresham's Law, uh, the basic idea of it is uh, bad money drives out good money. And I actually think this is a good thing because there's a lot of warring um, things within currency. And it's trying to do two things at once. And if it's good at one, it's bad at the other. And so I want to get into that. Uh, I've talked about this, I think a little bit on a different, uh, podcast of mine. Um, I will, uh, link that in the upper corner. Um, uh, I don't remember what number it is, but anyway, um, let's get into it, shall we? Um, so the actual quote uh, from Gresham is, uh, when a government overvalues one type of money and undervalues another, the undervalued money will leave the, country or disappear from circulation into hordes, while the overvalued money will flood into circulation. Uh, this is commonly stated as, bad money drives out good. Uh, and then before we get into uh, more of that, I would like to explain the five traditional roles in which money is supposed to be used. So it's supposed to be used as a medium of exchange, a unit of expression, and a, uh, object, an object of commerce, i.e. exchangeable good. Uh, tool of economic calculation and an intrinsic store of value. And I think uh, one in five is where uh, money kind of runs into an issue. Because to be a good meaning of exchange, you have to be a bad store of value. And to be a good store of value, you have to be a bad medium of exchange. And so this is kind of the war that <clears throat> money has always had. And so I think Gresham's Law actually offers us an insight into, uh, well, maybe you're supposed to have two different monies, one that does one and one that does the other, <clears throat> and you can exchange back and forth between these two monies, uh, depending on whether or not you want to preserve uh, the value of your money. <clears throat> and I think that has value over time, and there's there's various uh, things to be concerned about with that, but let's uh, get into it. <clears throat> uh Gresham's law states that bad money drives out good, uh, or in other words, uh, if a piece of paper is valued more than the same as a gold coin, people will hoard the coin and exchange the paper. I think this is a feature, not a bug. To me, a currency is, as a medium of exchange and a store of value, are competing goals. If you have a bifurcated currency, such as gold and fiat, the gold can be a store of value, and the fiat can be a medium of exchange. The medium of exchange will get diluted more than the store of value, but as long as both hold their properties of store of value and medium of exchange, uh, just in different proportions. So, uh, the money has to hold some... The medium of exchange token has to hold some store of value, and the, uh, store of value, uh, Token or money has to have some properties of medium exchange, or they can't function as money. So, uh, it, currency is kind of like a sliding scale between a medium of exchange and a store of value. And if if you're if you slide it more towards a store of value thing, yeah, it can still be exchanged and stuff like that. And in extreme circumstances, you might do that, uh, especially if you want to buy a, a big asset. So a good example of that would be uh, maybe you have let's say four bars of gold, and you want to buy a house. That might be a time where you you want to take those bars of gold and use them as a medium of exchange in this particular transaction um they are complementary and not adversarial um, in this vein i think cryptos are another store of value option um on top of gold and silver i think one of the reasons gold and silver have lost their luster <coughs> is the propensity for those markets to be manipulated with paper uh, thus keeping their true price suppressed uh, this is something i wrote for a different uh, letter type thing so maybe it's not all gonna uh, make sense but i think it'll all come together in the end uh this is encourage investors uh by w- uh wanting to use the paper versions and uh therefore abstract versions <laughs> sorry uh this is encouraged by investors uh, wanting to use the paper versions and therefore abstract versions of them to increase the utility as a medium of exchange. So basically gold and silver have kind of lost their use as value, um, stores of value because they're so hard and annoying to, uh, use as medium of exchanges. So their, their ability to be used as a medium of exchange is diminished to the point that they're not good stores of value anymore. <clears throat> and, uh, People would rather have a paper version of the certificate of gold and silver and stuff like that because it's a much easier thing to buy and sell with other people in the chance that you need to use it to purchase something or, you know, you're a lot of times it's just speculators trying to make a buck and stuff like that and you just get chopped up with fees, but that's beside the point. Um, So anyway... um, so and this is one of the reasons that crypto is a potential um something that that people are are interested in because they're like well okay i already i'm already abstracting and i've basically got a digital version of gold so like sure it's just some lines of code and stuff like that and it's it's just like the abstraction that we say has value but as long as it can remain some sense of store of value type thing uh, that's valuable to people uh, as a investment vehicle, and we'll get into the, to why that is in a little bit. Uh, since investors uh, seem to have no problem with investing into abstractions, uh, crypto plugs a gap in that sense. It can be exchanged digitally, uh, which investors want. Additionally, paper versions of crypto are... Of marginal utility as taking possession of these assets is e- easier than physical gold or silver. Uh, you don't have to worry about... Uh, yeah, people can steal it and stuff like that, but it's... Um, it, it's harder to lug around a bar of gold, basically. Um, and then... Uh, and then I add the caveat, uh, I, I'm sure eventually there will be some kind of paper system for cryptocurrency. So currently, uh, whatever built into the code, you can't like, uh, JP Morgan, uh, can't pretend there's more of the, the coin out there than there is. Uh, yeah, there's inflation bugs and stuff like that, that have been found in various codes. That's a different problem, um, that does need to get solved. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they can't have like five percent of a certain amount of coin and pretend they have more and issue out shares above and beyond uh, that. I, well, they can do that, but they, because of the nature of uh, being able to take possession and stuff like that, a lot easier. It's much easier for them to get bank run um, in that sense. And until they have a control of it in a sense that they, they can't get bank run and and have people pull out uh, what on paper is in there, then uh, it's, uh, it can't, it can't be controlled by, uh, centralized institutions. And that's one of the reasons that people, uh, suggest taking possession of your own cons. Yes, you run the risk of maybe someone breaking into your house if they know how crypto and stuff like that works and taking your, your keys and, or your, your wallet and your keys and all that stuff. Um, but that, like, a lot of that, stuff you run the risk of that regardless of kind of what situation you're in um and there's ways to uh, secure yourself against that stuff anyway it's it's just kind of another layer of self-responsibility that you kind of need to take and I get that that's not for everybody it's you know the self-reliance thing is a big hill to climb and there's a lot of rungs on there uh you know you got your food security you got your monetary security you got your um a lot of aspects to that um and so maybe it's just like look you know I'm I've taken care of I'm focusing on my food security and some other uh security type aspects I just I don't have the mental uh bandwidth to deal with this new uh level of res- um individual sovereignty at this moment or just I'm not really like you know y- you got to pick your battles basically is what I'm going to do so moving on um In a sense, stores of value encourage dragon behavior, gaining wealth, which dragon behavior, what I mean by that is gaining wealth by simply sitting on it, sitting on your hordes of gold, Uh, But I think is a necessary function to allow the economy to function. Uh, Investment in new companies is important. Uh, Getting into the stock market. Investing in new companies is important, but if it is the only option as a place to park your money, then overinvestment is inevitable and decreases the possibility of businesses being successful as anything and everything gets approved. Uh, This means that entrepreneurs are flush with cash constantly, thus there is no incentive to create useful products for any customer and poorly run businesses can flourish um, as much as well run ones. Uh, When the debt system implodes this might fix itself, but having a place to park your capital while you decide where best to deploy it is a beneficial utility within the economic system. Uh, This can take the form of physical cash. Um, but it, and this is one of the things that people always talk about, like, oh, you should have 5% allocated to gold and stuff like that. But the idea behind that is, um, it's a preservation of purchasing power over time in general. And so, you know, you have that cash and your cash, you're going to get diluted. Like, you know, they say, what is it that since 19, uh, 13 or whatever, like the dollar has been diluted, like 99% or something like that. Um. And so that's a problem, but uh, cash gives you optionality, right? If you don't have any cash, you're basically paying a tax on being able to buy assets at a distressed price. Sometimes that cost isn't worth it. Uh, and in times like currently, that price is usually worth it. So anyway, continuing on. Uh, so you need a place to park your capital while you're finishing out. Um Uh doing this will cut uh down on the amount of entrepreneurs in the system but the economy will be much better off. Uh and a lot of these entrepreneurs in air quotes uh aren't really entrepreneurs like they're they're not good at the job. They're malinvested. They should be doing a different job. <clears throat> um It requires entrepreneurs to be more innovative and create products for customers. This is something that is lost in the current economic environment. The amount of malinvestment especially in the area in this area is staggering and I think uh, places to park capital outside these ventures will bring the economy back to economic reality. And basically, what I'm talking about that in there is uh, the 401k situation where everyone's just been sending money into 401ks and pumping all of these stocks to astronomical levels simply because it's the thing to do. It's, it's, it's the only way, it's one of the only places that you can park your cash and preserve your spending power over the long term. And, uh, this has made uh, the stock market inflate, basically hyperinflate. The other um, place that uh, a lot of cash gets parked and we've seen uh, prices rise precipitously is the housing market, though that is mainly fueled by debt. I mean, they're both fueled by debt because that's how inflation happens. But um, anyway, uh, that wraps up that. Um, And so it's an interesting observation. So basically Gresham's law, bad money drives out good, but I think... uh, I think it's a better way to maybe state that is um, exchange money drives out uh, value money, and or uh, exchange money drives out store of value money. And so, if you're a better store of value, you're going to end up being hoarded, which you should be. And if you're a better medium exchange, you'll be used as medium exchange, which you should be. And as long as those properties are uh, maintain a semblance of uh, meaning of exchange and store of value uh, in their respective proportions, they work together symbiotically. Um, And I thought it was very interesting that Jeff Snyder also had made this uh, observation. I don't remember what podcast it was on, but uh, it was very interesting to kind of hear uh, his perspective on that. Jeff Snyder is basically uh, the guy that I follow to understand the euro dollar system and, and kind of understanding what money does and, and what is money and or, and what's going on with the current economic thing in the uh, euro dollar sense. So definitely recommend him if he uh, if you're interested in that that kind of thing. The euro dollar is uh, basically uh, dollars created outside the United States by writing uh, debt certificates via foreign banks. It's ridiculous that that is allowed, but it is what it is. <laughs> Um, so one other thing that I wanted to go into, um, so if a money is a perfect store of value, uh, and no one wants to exchange it unless they're forced to. And then on the flip side, if you have a money, okay, let's go over this again. If a money is a perfect store of value, then there is, and there's no mean of exchange. That means no one would exchange it. And therefore it loses its, its thing as money. Uh, if money is a, perfect medium of exchange then no one wants to uh, hold any of it so this basically describes the variance between a hyperinflation and a hyper deflation event uh, hyperinflation is people get their money and they spend it immediately because it's not going to hold any value it's going to deflate uh, a bunch so hyperinflation ruins trade because no one wants to exchange the money for the goods as the money is effectively worthless uh and it is a supply-side restriction. So the people that are supplying the goods, they don't, they won't take the money. So that's what the thing that kills um, the flow of money and the money velocity within the system, and the exchange of money. Uh, hyper deflation is the opposite. Vendors can't sell their wares because the currency keeps appreciating at such a rate that people refuse to part uh, with it unless absolutely necessary, destroying money velocity and creating uh, demand-side restrictions. So uh, people. Basically, can't go out and do economic activity because they won't part with their money. Right? It's it it's there's no way for commerce and exchange to happen, and therefore has lost its uh, ability to function as a money. Uh, I would like to state that i there's no situation that I've seen uh, where hyper deflation has happened. Uh, with how things are playing out in the United States, we might be in history with how that happens. We'll see. Um, but typically because of debt, uh, what happens is um, it, the, the debt will fall precipitously, but eventually it'll hit a level where uh, people who want to take on debt and take on a risk that they can get a better return, uh, once the um, debt levels have shrunk enough, someone, people will start who were positioned properly will start taking some of those risks and stuff like that maybe there isn't enough people within the society to get things back up and running that is possible but at the very least it should stop itself at a certain point um because of the debt uh situation i'm not a huge fan of how debt works but that i think is going to be a stop loss um, mechanism for uh the hyper deflation situation hyperinflation um, is usually driven by governments and just making the, the money printer uh, go crazy. Um, so that that's uh, not so much a situation. It usually solves a, a debt problem, so considering that we are in a debt crisis right now, that might be an option, but generally, um, it, it seems like America's not going towards the uh, hyperinflation route. So anyway, uh, that's kind of everything I want to talk about. Uh, hopefully you guys found that interesting and, uh, now understand aggression a lot better and how it can, uh, be a positive and a boon to, uh, an economy and, uh, make you guys realize that maybe, uh, fiat and gold or fiat and other assets aren't as adversarial as people maybe make them out to be. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been according Andrew. Please like share and subscribe. Um, and uh leave a comment down below uh you know don't get a lot of comments so guess what if you leave a comment i'm gonna see it (laughs) um and uh yeah uh might even respond depending on uh what the discussion is about and whether or not i can add to it so anyway uh hopefully you guys have a good day and thank you guys for listening goodbye